There is one prevailing factor above everything else when it comes to transformation. When it comes to achieving your fat loss goals, your physical goals, your health goals, there is one undeniable, unrefutable factor that always must be considered at the top of the list whenever you are approaching the task at hand. And that is that you have to do the work. There is no program in the world that is optimized to a point where you don't have to put one foot in front of the other. There is not a single nutritional approach out there which doesn't mean that you have to focus on what you consume. There is a million and one different ways of skinning said cat from dropping out certain macronutrients to removing certain types of food or takeaways or things like that from your diet. There's ways of counting, there's ways of manipulating, but at the end of the day, the fundamental fact of science that lies beneath the shroud of fat loss and weight loss is that a calorie deficit must be applied. And your body does not give a shit how it's applied. All it cares about is that it is applied and that it's applied consistently. And it will respond by burning its fat reserves and helping you lose weight. Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 78 of the Moist Health Podcast. And today we are going to be digging into, as I said, the most important factor of transformation. You. The key differentiator between people. The biggest thing that people compare against when they go, well, this person's achieved this. Why have I not achieved that? Or they've done this, they've done this, etc. People tend to focus on what they are doing. They go, what diet are you doing? What approach are you following? The funny thing is that the what actually has minimal importance when it comes to the outcome. The what is many a fold. I've got hundreds of clients and all of them adhere to a deficit in different ways. They all follow the baseline principles of my framework of flexible dieting and being balanced with what they're doing, but everybody has a different way of achieving that. That's why previously I've spoken so much about meal plans being a waste of fucking time, because if you are completely new to having any semblance of control in your diet and you've just eaten like a dickhead for years, yeah, a meal plan might be a good idea just to give you some framework to use for a day or two. But in time, it's far more appropriate to actually look at the current diet that you've got and find ways in which you can manipulate it. You've already got a diet, you don't need a new one. Look at the way that you're already eating, look at the foods that you're already eating and start making changes to your diet based upon the diet you already have. Because if you start removing all the foods you enjoy and bringing in foods that you don't enjoy as much, you're probably not going to stick to it. And if you're not going to stick to it, you're not going to see results because the biggest factor when it comes to seeing results is just sticking to it. Consistency is the most underrated, under-talked about factor when it comes to achieving because it's not sexy. Everybody wants this fantastical fucking approach of yeah eat this grass from the mountain of the Everglever tree and that doesn't make any sense but my point is that everybody wants the sexy approach it's one of the reasons why if anyone's achieving the first question that gets asked is what are you doing and the funny thing is whether you're Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Flexible Dieting, Keto, any of these things you could simply apply 
what are you doing to lose weight? I'm in a calorie deficit. Because all of them apply that principle because it is the only principle that reduces your body fat. But instead, people don't do that. They ask, whoa, what diet are you doing? And they go, well, basically what you have to do is this, 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 this. But already, the moment that sentence becomes anything other than consistently apply a calorie deficit is where you lose me. Because by person A telling person B all you need to do is this, automatically you are heading down the route of the approach, the program being more important than the individual. As individuals, the science, like I said, is apply calorie deficit. But as individuals, we need to apply that deficit in a way that suits us as individuals. Whether you are living with someone as partners, whether you are a sibling with someone, whether you're a fucking twin, it makes no difference. Everybody has got their own tastes, their own structures, their own lifestyle, their own way of doing things. And so the moment the general advice moves away from apply a calorie deficit consistently and it goes into the intricacies, you have to get personal. Now, there is a million different ways of applying a calorie deficit as I've spoken about. I run two programs based upon the same principle but applied in two different ways. And there is a baseline level approach. But adherence goes hand in hand with an appropriate approach. On my May Bumwoos program, for example... I have a group of 20 or so people which are all following the same approach. Well, the same approach for ladies, the same approach for men. And although it is a generic approach, you know, person A speaking to person B, all you need to do is follow these calories, do these steps, etc. It's designed to be unsustainable. Every MBMer goes into the program knowing that it's only eight weeks. There's options to do future seasons, but it's not designed to be a cure-all. It's designed to be the beginning. It's designed to shift a shitload of fat, teach you the baseline principle, which we then evolve using the other program that I run, which is my one-to-one coaching in the academy, where we then make things more personal. We look at the approach we applied in MBM and we evolve it to fit it to someone's life depending on their tastes enjoyment adherence level etc because i've got people that can adhere to a thousand calorie deficit per day that can lose two pounds of body fat each and every week week after week and it's beautifully consistent i've got some people that can barely adhere to a 250 calorie deficit losing half a pound a week neither of them are right neither of them are wrong the point is that The application of a deficit is a very ambiguous thing. It's something which is unique to an individual and that's where a circumstance needs to be brought into play which is briefly touched on in memes and little nuances on social media but it's never gone into detail and that is a person's discipline and resilience. Rarely do we actually touch on that aside from just fucking do it. You know, Nike's slogan, just do it. But... The differentiating factor, aside from the programming, specific programming to an individual with an approach they can actually fucking stick to, is the individual. A person's why comes into that. Why is it you want to do this journey? Because 
it's not sexy, folks. A calorie deficit is not fun. It's a long, arduous and difficult journey for everybody. And I work with or have worked with thousands of people that have tried to apply a calorie deficit. A load of them have been successful, but a portion of them haven't. Now, what is the differentiating factor between those and the ones that were successful? Because all of them applied a calorie deficit and we spoke about applying a calorie deficit in a way that suited them. So why is it that some are successful and some are not in spite of the fact that the approach is correct? Because again, we've spoken about it. We've spoken about their life and they've gone, yep, this suits my life. Well, firstly, it's it's the why. It's Is it something that you actually want? Now, I fucking hate the sentence, well, you just don't want it bad enough because it's been so bastardized by the mainstream that it's so difficult to use any connotation of that sentence because it just it, it's become almost a cop-out for shit PTs to go, well, you just don't want it bad enough, so whatever. But the fact is that a calorie deficit is a long, arduous, and difficult journey. So yeah, you have got to want it. You have got to really kind of dig deep on the days where you feel like shit and go, this needs to be done. But the other factor that comes into play and the other area that I find that differentiates those that succeed and those that don't is honesty. People that firstly create that program with realism and honesty in mind going, no, I've been a dickhead before. People that genuinely want to change. If, you li- if you've listened to enough of these podcasts, especially the earlier episodes, you know that I was a fucking arsehole and I'm not proud of who I was. But I had to want to be someone different. I had to want to change. Regardless of how I went about doing that, I had to commit and go, no, I don't want to be that person anymore. And so I decided, no, I'm not repeating that old mistake. And that's a key differentiator, that mentality of, no, I don't want to repeat the same mistakes that I keep repeating, that frustration, that disappointment in yourself, where, oh, for fuck's sake, Chris, you've done this before. Why are you going down this road again? You know where it ends. Why are you pursuing the same avenue? Because you know how much it hurt you last time. It's that amnesia of a situation that that very, very useless ability to be able to shut yourself off from past experience and go, this time it will be different. It fucking won't. It won't unless you genuinely commit and ensure that it isn't. These are tangible metrics that a coach can't affect. These are things that I can't do anything about. I can't affect someone's why. I can sit and do a fucking needs analysis and I can look at all of the hot spots that people have got with regards to their transformations, but I can't make someone do it. I can make approach as easy as possible. I can manipulate a program till the cows come home to suit you and your busy social life and all the calories that you want to consume. Kick the ass out of him yesterday, not a problem. I can manipulate your program to ensure that you still stay on track this week and you still lose. But here's what I can't do. 
I can't make you send me a message the following day, relinquish the guilt you're feeling from kicking the ass out of those calories and be open-minded and draw that line to then apply the new approach that I would like to apply. Because I bang my head against the brick wall sometimes trying to get people to send messages, trying to get people to communicate, to open up. And I'm a really approachable guy. I'm as flexible as they fucking come. Anybody can tell me any circumstance about anything and it's not going to faze me. My job is to help people adhere. And every step of the way along my client's journey, I remind them of that fact. Reach out, discuss, don't feel guilty, don't ever worry. We can always find a solution. Yet people still go with the ostrich approach. They still bury their heads in the sand. That isn't something I can affect as a coach, but why is it a differentiating factor? Because those that are prepared to hold themselves accountable, those that are prepared to feel the the guilt and the shame on occasion of, I didn't do what I committed to do. Those that are, are, are happy with the being uncomfortable nature of sticking their hand up and going, I fucked up and I'm sorry, but I want to change it. Those are the ones that succeed. The ones that just keep banging their heads against the brick wall doing the same thing over and over again simply because they're not prepared to take accountability and recognize that they were someone and they're still being that person in spite of making this commitment that they didn't want to be them anymore. Those are the ones that don't achieve. And this isn't just down to fat loss, as I said to you guys previously about my change in mentality as I've grown older as a man, as a father, as a partner. You've got to get to that epiphany moment of, I can't do this anymore. It hurts too much. The pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. The pain of sticking your hand up and going, I fucked up. That embarrassment of, yeah, I screwed up. Because until we are prepared to hold ourselves accountable, until we are prepared to stick our hands up and ask for help, but continuously ask for help, not just by going, excuse me, I need help, but also by helping ourselves to get over moments when we fuck up, we're going to continue to fuck up. It's a massive, massive irony. Those that don't achieve, don't achieve because they keep fucking up. And the reason they keep fucking up is because they won't accept the fact that they keep fucking up and they won't learn from those fuck-ups. There is absolutely nothing wrong with fucking up. Fucking up is a fundamental part of growth. No one learns. No one achieves. No one gets anywhere in life without fucking up. But if you're not prepared to stick your hand up and go I fucked up this is a very sweary part of the podcast isn't it then you're not going to grow you're not going to move forwards you're not going to learn from mistakes and you're not going to be able to apply an approach that actually works because you're too busy thinking that things don't need to change you're too busy in the mindset of this time it will work nothing's changed but this time it will work Hoping, hope. This is this is the thing that people bring into diets, bring into programs. Hope. Hope in a dieting sense is fucking useless. Hope is not going to get you a damn thing. I'm hoping I'm going to stick to my calories this week. I'm hoping I'm going to do my exercise. I'm hoping my mind will be in a good place. 
You know the way that I approach things? The way that's far more successful when it comes to what you want to achieve? Fuck off the hope. Instead, I am going to stick to my calories this week. And if I come across a challenging circumstance, I'm going to navigate it. And I'm not going to hope I'm going to get my gym sessions done. I'm going to block out the fucking time in my diary to make sure that I do. And as far as sticking to all of it, well, I'm going to make sure that I've got more days available in the week than exercise sessions to do. So that if life does throw me a curveball or perhaps I'm a bit knackered one morning, I can just move a session. I've got that wiggle room in my program because I know I'm going to need wiggle room because I know life's going to throw me a curveball. And do you know how I know that? Because of fucking experience. Because I fucked up last time because I tried to train seven days in the week and then realized there was no wiggle room. From a dieting perspective, from a caloric perspective, okay, I I know I like more calories at the weekend. So you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to create an approach which means that I don't have more calories at the weekend because I'm going to find that really difficult to stick to. I might stick to it for a brief period of time, but I'm not going to keep sticking to it because, yeah, I've been down that road and I've experienced it. See where I'm going here? Slightly passive aggressively, but do you see where I'm going here? My point is that the differentiating factor between those that achieve and those that don't are those that are prepared to learn from their past. Those that are prepared to learn and don't want to repeat the same mistake. Understand that repeating the same mistake will yield the same result. Those that are not prepared to look back to find the answers for what's ahead. You do have to just do it. You do have to just get on with it, regardless of what life throws your way. No matter how shitty that circumstance is, you have got to stay the course and keep committed to the commitment you made to yourself. And yes, that does rest upon your why. Why did you begin this journey in the first place? And if it's anything like the deficits that I've done, it's because I felt like shit. Physically, I felt like shit. Mentally, I felt like shit because I wasn't achieving, but I also felt like shit because I just knew that my body was a reflection of a lack of discipline, of a lack of focus. Transformation is fucking hard. Doesn't matter what approach you take, whether it's fucking keto where you're just ruining your life for no reason, or whether it's flexible dieting, whether it's calorie counting, or whether it's removing macronutrients or certain things from your diet. It's all fucking difficult. The differentiating factor between these approaches is sustainability. It makes it easier to stick to easier that bit at the end is really important it makes it easier to stick to your diet when it's an approach that is easier to stick to in other words you're probably going to have more calories each and every weekend for the rest of your life so let's build that into your dieting framework you're probably going to have sugar so let's not cut it out you're probably going to have alcohol not me but other people so let's not cut it out You're probably going to have takeaways. You're probably going to have fast food. You're probably going to want a snack in the fucking evening. You're probably going to want a snack in the afternoon. You're probably going to want some of your kids' dinner because fish fingers and chicken nuggets taste good. 
So instead of being a dickhead and making your journey even harder than it needs to be, by removing shit from your diet and hoping that the removal alone is going to cure your obsession with this food and that's it, it's going to be gone forever, why not elope those foods in in the first place and apply an approach which is easier to stick to? Not easy, but easier. Because it ain't fucking easy. Because it takes discipline. It takes resilience. The resilience to go, I am really struggling today. I am fucking hungry. I've looked at the cat multiple times and I've thought about sticking a skewer through him and cooking him in the oven. Spit roast pussycat. (laughs) There you go. Hashtag spit roast pussycat if you've listened to this podcast. Send me that on Instagram or Facebook, either one. But my point is, that on those days, you've still got to stick to it because your body doesn't give a shit and your goal doesn't give a shit. It doesn't give a shit what's in your head. It doesn't give a shit about the busy schedule in front of you. It doesn't give a shit about any circumstance that you're going through. You have got to stay the course. But you know what's great? Your body doesn't care about an individual day. It cares about an average. It doesn't care about the specifics. Imagine how shit it would be if it cared about... The stray calories on an individual day. Imagine if you only lost weight on the days where you exercised. You don't, by the way. It's averages. And you know what's fucking brilliant about averages? You can have bad days. An average gives you wiggle room. It gives you scope to be able to go, okay, today's not great. But the good news is I can balance it. Can you balance it in the space of a week? Ah, No, I can't. Can you balance it in the space of two? Yeah, I can do that. Boom, there you go then. Because that 4,000 fucking calorie day, you're going to find it very, very difficult to balance that in the space of seven days, but I reckon you can balance it in the space of 14. So, because your body works with averages, you can average adherence over a period of time and therefore making your journey there's that word again, easier. But it still won't be easy. Because it's difficult. It's difficult because you're up against old habits. It's difficult because you're trying to do new things. It's difficult because it requires physical effort. It requires a little bit of time, organization. It requires a bit of money. It's difficult because it requires you breaking the habits that you've enjoyed and you've clearly enjoyed them because that's what's led you to this point. You've been doing them autonomously for a reason. They've become your default for a reason. It's difficult to break the cycle of being sedentary because it's easy and it's comfortable. It's difficult to break the cycle of laying in in the morning because it's easy. It's difficult to allow yourself to be hungry because it's easier to not be hungry. It's difficult to be tired because it's easier to not be. It's difficult to think ahead about your food and your diet because it's easier to just wing it and just grab whatever's available. See where I'm coming from? None of it's fucking easy. Don't go into it with a mindset of it's easy. The thing that's popped in my head of late, which is, I think, a great example for this, is... With everything going on on the other side of the world, you've got a lot of young men and women in the trenches, literally, in the shittest of circumstances. 
What's stopping them from just downing their weapons and fucking off home? Going and getting in a comfy bed? Nothing. With the exception of the intricacies of maybe homes being destroyed, etc. Those fighting in wars far from home, soldiers in Afghanistan or Iraq or obviously in Ukraine that have bases elsewhere. What's to stop them just going, this is uncomfortable. I don't like being here. I'm being shot at. The risk of dying is high. There's mud in my shoe. Do you get where I'm coming from? What's to stop them just going, this is difficult. I'm going to go and make it easier. These men and women are putting themselves in a position which is harder and they understand it's harder, yet they're still in that position and they will stay in that position because it's what they're choosing to do. It's the resilience, it's the discipline to go, no, this cause is more important than my comfort. It's going to be an uncomfortable journey on your transformation, folks, but that's the fucking point. We learn when we are uncomfortable. So get fucking uncomfortable. Do the shit, which is difficult. Get up early. Go and do your exercise early. Everybody, I believe, should try it at least, the very least, once. Because you'd be amazed the amount of people to go, oh, I can't get up early to exercise. Don't you give me can't. Won't is the actual word you wanted to use. You are far more fucking capable than you give yourself credit for. Far more capable of adherence, of discipline, of resilience. You can do way more, push yourself way harder, be way more tired, be way more hungry and still stick to it. But you take the easy route. You throw in the towel. And that is the exact difference that makes the difference between those that achieve and those that don't. That mentality of discipline and resilience, understanding the nature of the beast. The nature of a transformation journey is it's going to be difficult and that's okay. And that's it. So I wanted to fire you up with this one. I wanted to give you guys something to chew on, something to really think, because these podcasts are designed to trigger those thought processes in your head, to give you some ideas, some of which you will agree with, some of which you won't. But the whole point is to give you that opportunity to reflect upon yourself and your own actions. Are you pushing forwards? with that discipline, with that resilience? Are you building that resilience? Because resilience is a muscle after all, not physically, but mentally. Your brain needs to be trained. The way you train that discipline, that resilience is through repetition. That's how those soldiers can do what they're doing because they have been trained to do it. Some people need less training. Some people need more training, but we all need to build better resilience stop this snowflake mentality of oh i'm a little bit peckish so yep not a deer today start developing your resilience start strengthening that resilience muscle and start achieving because the sooner you realize that the journey is hard and it's meant to be and it's not ever not going to be then the easier (laughs) the journey will become 
and you can make that journey easier still with an appropriate approach. So if your approach sucks and you're finding it difficult to stick to, not because of your own discipline and resilience, but because the approach needs a bit of work, drop me a message. Whether I'm coaching you at present or not, that goes out to everybody. If you can't stick to your current approach, and it's not because of the simple discipline resilience mindset, then tweak it, adjust it. There's a million and one different ways of skinning the cat. Make your journey as easy as it can be, but it will still be hard. The least amount of hard. There you go, that's probably the better way of looking at it. Make your journey the least amount of hard that it needs to be. And there you go. I guess right at the end, I've stumbled across what I'm going to call this podcast. Ladies and gents, thank you to listening to episode 78, Make It the Least Amount of Hard. I'll see you next time. And if there's anything topics you'd like me to cover, or if this particular episode really worked for you, please let me know, because I'll record more of them. See you next time. And of course, throughout all of it, accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Put your two hands to work, folks. Focus on what you can actually do something about and stop worrying about elements that you can't. Get achieving. I'll see you next time. Toodles.